G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It's kind of embarrassing to have to admit sometimes that we've made a mistake. And even when it's the right thing to do, we still sometimes get mixed reactions. Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to A Different Perspective, as we take a look at the reactions of others when we finally come to our senses and admit that we got something wrong. And hey, stick with me, because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Living an Authentic Life. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you live a life of worship, a life that impacts others the way God always intended. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. Have you ever been dreading something? A trip to the doctors or the dentist, or maybe a confrontation at work, or a reunion after a broken relationship? You know that sick feeling you get in the pit of your stomach? The sleeplessness the night before, the the sweaty palms and cold fingers? But then when the time arrives, it turns out so much better than we could ever have hoped. We look back on the event and think... I just don't know what I was so worried about. But beforehand, the apprehension is so real. That's because we don't know how it's going to turn out. And in our not knowing state, somehow we we imagine six different terrible outcomes as though they're all going to happen at the same time. I wonder for someone wandering around in a spiritual wilderness, I wonder whether it isn't the same for them when they look at God. Whoever we are, wherever our journeys in life have taken us, we've all felt a sense of spiritual yearning. We may look at the glossy ads and the the seductive images of success and prosperity and all those things, but it's empty. Wandering out there yearning like we're being called home. Something we, we can't explain, but we look at God, we look at Jesus with a sense of apprehension. Because when we look at where we are, what we've done, and admit our rebellion, it's really hard. Jesus knew that. And we've been looking this week at a story that he told, the story about the prodigal son. We're going to read it again for one last time today, because it's a beautiful, powerful story. And today, when I read it, we're going to include the ending, because the ending is awesome. Here's how it goes. A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Dad, give me my share of the estate that I have coming to me. So the father distributed the assets to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered everything he owned together and he travelled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. After he'd spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he had nothing. Then he went to work for one of the citizens of the country who sent him out into the fields to feed the pigs. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's servants have more than enough food? And here I am, dying of hunger. I'll get up and I'll go to my father and I'll say to him, Dad, I've sinned against you and in your sight. I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. But make me like one of your servants. So he got up and he went to his father. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. 
Dad ran and threw his arms around the son's neck and kissed him, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. But the father told the slaves, Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it, and we'll celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine who is dead is alive again. He was lost and he's found. So they began to celebrate. It was a cycle that began with rebellion. The notion that we all have sometimes that life should just be fun. I want to go out and let it all hang out and do it when it feels good. And of course, reality set in. There was an impact. Ultimately, the son of this wealthy farmer found himself starving, working as a labourer, feeding pigs in a foreign land. And when he finally came to his senses, when he made the decision to say, look at my rebellion, look at the impact that it's had on me, and in my best interest, it's time to journey home again. But while he was still a long way off, Dad was out there waiting and watching and, and straining and stretching his neck to see further, to see if his son was there. And when he was a long way off, he sees his son and his heart is filled with compassion, comes running out to meet him. Do you think that's what the son was expecting? When he was back there feeding Porky the pig on the pig farm, starving, do you think in his wildest dreams and imagination, the son would have thought, Dad'll be out there watching and waiting for me. And when I come over the hill, he'll race out and hug me and put a robe on me. Would you think he was expecting that? Well, we know he wasn't. We know he was going back with an expectation of maybe getting a job as one of the servants just for food. The robe is a symbol of honour. The ring is a, is a symbol of the family signet. You belong to us. And the party with a spit roast was a, a barbecue. It was a celebration. Because this son of mine who was dead is alive again. The one that was lost is found again. Not a word of condemnation, no scolding, total acceptance for no other reason than this boy was dad's son. Jesus is saying here, you have to understand something. This is what Dad's like. This is what God's like. Isn't it crazy? The son was there. We don't know how long he stayed starving, feeding the pigs, but I'm sure he spent time putting it off, all the time delaying with the apprehension of going back to his father and what that would mean. It's like us, all the time wandering in a spiritual wilderness. And Jesus is saying, no, no, don't you understand? Don't you get it? This is what Dad's like. He's waiting on the road for you. He's straining, looking, can't wait to see you back with him again. Dad, God, Jesus. My son was lost and now he's found. My daughter was lost and now she's found. What about you? Have you spent any time wandering around in a spiritual wilderness, apprehensive about going home? Come on. What rebellion is keeping us from God? What is it that's stopping us from going back? Is it fear? Is it embarrassment? Is it this sense of, well, I'm not good enough? Look at it. While the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. The son said to the father, Dad, I've sinned against you. I'm not worthy to be your son. But the father told his slaves, quick, bring the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and slaughter the fattened calf and let's celebrate, let's party. My son's back. Now the older brother was out in the field and as he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants over and said, uh, what, what's going on? And the servant said, 
your brother's back. And your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he's back safe and sound. This older brother became really angry and didn't want to go in, so his father came out and pleaded with him. But the son replied, Look, Dad, I've been slaving my guts out here for years for you, and I've never disobeyed you, I've never rebelled against you, but you haven't even given me as much as a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who devoured your assets with prostitutes, comes back, you, you slaughter a fattened calf. And Dad says, son, you're always with me. Everything I have is yours, but we have to celebrate. We have to rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and he's found. See, when we're out in that wilderness, we expect everyone, including God, to react like the older brother. That's why Jesus put the older brother in the story. That's how people react. They want to judge us. They want to condemn us. And the biggest thing he's saying here is God is not like that at all. God is the Father on the road waiting for you, waiting for you to come back and be with Him. That's the point of this story from Jesus. That's the point. Look, no one likes a hypocrite. You don't, I don't, and yet so many of God's people, Christians, come across to others as being just that, hypocrites. And that's sad because God means for us, you and me, to have a powerful impact in this world. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Living an Authentic Life. It's full of life-changing, practical Bible teaching to help you become all that God made you to be. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time on Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.